Welcome to Open Source Sustainability. I'm Alex Lassiter, the CEO of Green Places. On this show, I talk with sustainability leaders to learn how companies are adapting their business models to be in line with sustainability goals. We believe sustainability has to be open source to be successful, and these leaders have offered us a glimpse inside their strategies in the hopes that we can all move forward together. We are fascinated by some of the unique challenges these sustainability leaders face and are excited to dive deeper. In this episode, we speak with Missy Shapok, Global Sustainability Lead at Taco Bell. Most fast food restaurants have a reputation for not being the most healthy or sustainable dining option, but Taco Bell is trying to change that. Missy, a registered dietitian and the fast food giant's sustainability lead, talks to us about the company's sustainable packaging, green initiatives, and of course, the best Taco Bell hot sauce. So let's dig in. Okay, well, thanks again for for joining. Again, this is our first podcast. The the idea of this is really to dive into how sustainability professionals are looking at sustainability within their own respective industries. We're going to talk to people from food service, we'll talk to people in software, we'll talk to people in professional services. But you know, the world like knows Taco Bell obviously. Um, but not many people know that Taco Bell is pretty focused on sustainability. In fact, I think it's one of your core values. So um, we'd love to maybe start off. And again, thank you for joining the show, but also understand like, what is your role within Taco Bell and how does that pertain to sustainability? So, you know, at Taco Bell, because I wear a lot of hats and, and the role of sustainability is a huge part of what I do. Um, it's also very complicated to explain to to just everyone. So my elevator pitch that I on um, what I tell people and what I do at Taco Bell is I make tacos and burritos and what they come wrapped in better for you and the planet. So that's that's my like one liner elevator pitch, and seem people seem to get what that means. But if you really want to double click into that, essentially for Taco Bell globally, uh, I oversee our food and planet programs. And so on the food side, it's really things like balanced choices, like having good options on the menu that people can feel good about, uh, stealth health, things that happen behind the scenes, like reducing sodium, clean label efforts, uh, and also responsible marketing. We want to make sure that we're, we're marketing in the appropriate channels. And also planet programs. That's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> under, under one umbrella. Is that a common thing with sustainability professionals that there's more things under the umbrella. I mean, I, I was on a call this, this morning, um, with somebody who I was asking him, you know, the typical, like, what do you do and, and how does sustainability fit into that? And she talked for, for 10 minutes about, oh, well I do sustainability and I do diversity, equity, inclusion. And I think about pay equity and I think about nutrition. It was like, it was like 20 things. And, um, part of my question is like, why do you think that is like, is that a common thing that when you talk to other professionals that, you know, you don't just wear one hat. You're you're thinking pretty broadly about things. I think it depends on the company and the industry. So for fast food, for example, because it's not an industry in which historically has had a pointed focus on sustainability, I think somehow it just kind of naturally evolves and merges with other existing roles. What I am seeing, though, because because by trade, I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I am seeing more dietitians taking on the role of sustainability as well, and that are already existing in food organizations. So I am starting to see that as a trend. Um, but there are there is a need for traditional sustainability roles. 
Uh, and then sometimes it's just embedded into an existing role because now it's it's now a true business need. And they need, whether it's finding an external person or finding a person that's already internal and knows the business, and that's just a category and area of focus that they, they could now cover. So, I mean, that's kind of been the evolution of my role at Taco Bell. Um, you know, I'm, I started off in product development, was just developing food for the menu. They didn't hire me to be a dietitian, but because of that was my background, ultimately, it, it transformed into that. And I started leading nutrition also for Taco Bell. So it had a dual role, product development and nutrition. And that was kind of a unique role for a dietitian to have working for a fast food company. And then uh, and then when Yum, uh, you know, Yum has always led our sustainability efforts, but then they realized, you know, we actually need the brands to start taking some ownership too. And we need to start making some bigger moves. So at that point, when Yum gave sustainability as a role and as a key function to each of the brands, that's when I took on sustainability as a core function of, of my responsibilities. That makes a lot of sense. It is it is kind of odd to think about a nutritionist working in a fast food restaurant, but Taco <laughs> Bell has been pretty forward thinking in a lot of things. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are surprised sometimes to know like how much Taco Bell really does push the limit on some of these. And oftentimes one of the, the first of major QSR chains to really like explore these different issues. For those of you who are just watching, uh, there's a heat wave currently in Southern California where Missy is. And, you know, we're experiencing a lot of this climate change stuff like in real time. So this yep, is just exactly. super timely. Okay. So my question is, you know, again, as a general observation, as a consumer, Taco Bell, it just doesn't seem like the brand that you would just think is so forward thinking, but you are, you're, I mean, y'all have always been pushing the limit on stuff. And so one of the questions I had was, how does Taco Bell define sustainability? You know, you've, you've talked about a lot of things from where we source food. You talked about what's, what our food's wrapped in. You would talked about, you know, uh, how it gets to you. What is the band at which like sustainability, where's the umbrella stop on sustainability at Taco Bell? So, I mean, that's a great question because like I mentioned earlier, Yum has always been leading our efforts for sustainability. So they really have defined that for us. And, and there's a lot of, you know, I think common synonymous words that we all use that all essentially mean the same thing. So we have what we call our recipe for good strategy, which is synonymous with sustainability, which is synonymous with food, people, and planet. So when you say any of those words or any of those groups, they what we mean is sustainability. And those that's all the effort that we're doing across all the brands globally. If you want a definition, we, we really look to the United Nations Commission's definition, uh, which is meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. So that, that's that's our North Star. That's what all of the brands and YAM are tracking towards because we're, we're better together as a collective group uh, versus Taco Bell trying to define our own you know, version of that. And, and then we're working off on this stream, you know, we're, we're better together collectively. And so that is really what sustainability means for us. I, I really like that, you know, because over the last few years, the acronym that you hear with sustainability is ESG, which I've always found interesting because, you know, historically the, the pillars of sustainability is similar to food, people, planet. I think it's profit, people, and planet. And that's what people, a lot of companies have been doing for a really long time. And when ESG comes around, you're, you're really adding in a lot of things that definitely are related to each other. But one of the common themes is, to me, is three things that companies hadn't been focusing on a lot that really need to focus on a lot and kind of like lumping them together a little bit. But we definitely share, I think, a lot of those same sort of views, as you mentioned, of like being able to 
run your business and, and do it in a successful way, but not at the expense of our communities, our health and our future. And I think that's, I, I think that's really, really great. So we talked a little bit about like what sustainability is. And I know that part of the reason that you do this is, you know, it's one of the largest food service brands in the world, but like, what's your why? Like, why are you in this? Like, why did you, you've been doing this for a long time. Like you said, you were a dietitian, but why did you get into sustainability to start? And maybe talk to me a little bit about when you got started, what did the world look like and how has it changed today? Well, that's, that's a very interesting question. And it's funny because, um, you know, when, when Yum came to the brands and said, all right, uh, we need you guys to lead sustainability now. My boss and I, I remember us sitting down and saying, all right, let's do it. We can do this. No problem. How hard can it be? You know? And Easy. <laughs> <laughs> so boy, were we surprised when we really started to get into it and we realized, you know what? Um, sustainability is a very, very broad topic and um, we're going to need, we're going to need some help on this one. So, I mean, it has come miles from where we started six, seven years ago, whenever uh, we, we really took it over. Uh, and, but I'm super impressed with the work. I, I think without having the topic sustainability um, as an umbrella in which to bucket all of this work, we've been doing the work for years, just incrementally, you know, whether or not it was categorized as sustainability, we've been doing the work, which is great because when, now that we have sustainability as a topic and a North Star under which all this work lives, when I go back in time, I'm like, wow, you know, I started to build out this timeline of events and capturing all of the great work on food and planet that we've been doing. And, and it goes back a couple of decades. So, you know, all of that upfront work has really helped us to where we are. But now that we have a concerted effort and focus and it's a strategic business priority, now we're just making moves like we haven't before. And we have, you know, support from the top down, which allows us to to do a lot more. And like you said, you know, we're a little bit bullish when it comes to it. And we like to be a brand first. So we kind of like to be out there in, in the forefront and kind of disrupting things, disrupting conventions and challenging ideas and trying to solve things that no one solved before. I mean, why not? Let's see if we can do it. As you know, uh, I'm a little bit of like a food history nerd. Uh, and we've talked about that, that I, one of my favorite shows is the food that built America. Um, but you're right. I mean, Taco Bell from the beginning, I mean, from the very beginning was always doing things slightly different than the way that other people were and has really been responsible for a lot of changes, even beyond the ones that we've seen in the last few years. It's really remarkable. So when this is one of my favorite questions, but I, you know, because I'm sure there's a million things that you'd want to say, but y'all do so much and probably so many things that the average consumer has no idea. They just take for granted. But it's like, what is like one thing, like one accomplishment that Taco Bell sustainability has done or, or something that you're working on that you just wish customers knew? Like what's the, what's the story when you sit down with somebody at a party and they say, wow, sustainability Taco Bell. And you'd say, well, you'd be surprised that like, what is, what is that? Uh, well, the surprising thing is, is that we've been doing this for decades without having, you know, sustainability as a topic. But, you know, I think they'd just be surprised to learn that, you know, we're actually changing our packaging to be more recyclable. I've had the same phenomenon on the nutrition side, which is people didn't know that we had, you know, we were reducing sodium or cleaning labels or we had vegetarian options. I mean, this is all stuff we talk about every single day, but no one seems to really know. And same thing with I mean, just as simple as, hey, we're we're changing our packaging to be more recyclable. And also we're adding recycling streams inside of our restaurants so we can provide a means by which you have access to recycling. Because I think it, it's our responsibility to do the right thing and, and to make 
changes where we have control, like our packaging. So that's our input. But then really now the the onus is on the consumer to to dispose of it properly. But it's our responsibility to provide a means by which they have access to that. And that's in our restaurants. And so I just, you know, what I want them to know is that, you know, we're working on that. We're working on changing our packaging to be better. We're trying to provide access for recycling, whether that's through our TerraCycle recycling program. And that's a national pilot where you can mail in sauce packets, any brand by that matter, anywhere you are in the US. But also we are working towards adding three stream recycling bins in all of our restaurants. You have access to that. So I was hoping that you were going to bring up the sauce packets and I know we're going to have plenty of time later to talk about sauce preferences, but that is the one story that I truly, I tell people about all the time. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like, cause there's some pretty, there's some specific reasons why the Taco Bell sauce packets are in and of themselves a difficult product uh, to dispose of. Um, and y'all have done a lot uh, in the program. So I don't want to, I don't want to uh, spoil it for folks, but Tell me about the sauce packet program. Why focus on the sauce packets? Like, what, why is that an environmental issue in and of itself? And what is the program that you have there? And why is that so significant? Because those types, that type of packaging is 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 a big deal internationally, and not it's not just a Taco Bell. It's it's many companies internationally use those, and y'all have done a, a tremendous amount of work. So, talk to me a little bit about the sauce packets. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack on that one. So. First of all, this is not a, an issue that's specific to Taco Bell. I mean, there's ketchup packets, mustard packets, mayonnaise packets, hot sauce packets. Everyone has these packets. So this is not an issue that's unique to us. But the thing is, is what's unique to us is our iconic sauce packets that have the wisdoms on it. And they, they have little characters and they have personalities. And depending on if you're mild or hot or Diablo or fire, you know, each one has its own personality and you can you can read it in the tone. And I think what I love about these sauce packets is it it has that character and, and people have their favorites and they the way they use them is very interesting. How many they use per item, how many they store in their glove compartment or in their drawer at home or in their fridge, whatever that is. In fact, um, I remember reading in the news uh, a man and his dog got trapped in their car for five days in a snowstorm and they survived off of eating sauce packets out of their glove compartment. No. Yeah. I could survive for a lot longer than a couple of days on, on those Taco Bell sauce packets. <laughs> I, I, they just, it's like a marker of my childhood. I told you, I grew up across the street from Taco Bell. It's the yep. closest restaurant to my house. It was the only one, in fact, that I could walk to and the coolest place to go uh, after school. So anyway, there's a lot of personality with the sauce packets. They're very iconic to the brand. People love them and they don't want them to go away. So, okay. So how do we save the sauce packets and save the, save you know, how people feel about them, but still do the responsible thing. So the thing about sauce packets, and this is, again, all most of them, is they're a multi-layer film. So you have a mixture of plastic and metal, which makes it not recyclable. So there is no sauce packet out there today that is recyclable because of the multi-layer film and also the size of it, too. And then there's a level of food contact as well. So there's a lot of things working against us on the sauce packet. And the metal the metal is what, what allows you to customize your pour. Cause you can, you can do like a thin pour on it because it holds shape when you, when you pour from it, like when you squeeze from it, is that what, what that is? It's like, that's giving it the texture. Yes. And no, it's more of a protective layer. Cause it, it's a high pH or I mean, sorry, it's high acid um, because of the, the hot sauce in and of itself. And so the, the metal actually protects the sauce inside from a quality shelf life. So, so it's more about that. Um, protecting it and it's actually a preservation thing. Yes, exactly. 
So, so there's a lot of reasons why the sauce packet is what it is and the design is what it is. However, so what, what we realize is, you know, but then there's a lot of other things going on with the sauce packet. We make 8.2 billion of them every year. It's a lot of sauce packets. Um, 8.2 billion sauce packets a year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Individual packets. Wow. It's a lot of sauce packets. Have you measured that? How many, how many rooms or Taco Bells does that fill up? I mean, oh, that's, that's a that's, great that's question. I need to take that back to my team to figure out. We have not done that analysis, <laughs> but I would imagine quite a few rooms, maybe a few football fields, maybe multiple, you know, times around the earth. Oh. So it's, it's a lot of sauce packets. It's also one of our number one contaminants in our, in our recycling stream. So if someone were to put a sauce packet in a recycling stream, it's considered a contaminant. And now that whole recycling bag um, or bag of recyclable materials uh, will get re likely get rejected. And then, so that that's a problem, right? If we're trying to actually recycle and someone puts a sauce packet in a recycling stream, the, the waste hauler could reject that. And now that whole, you know, collection of items that could have been recycled is now is now impacted. So we, we make a lot of them. They're considered a contaminant in recycling streams. So what are some options? Without having an industry solution yet, uh, we found the partner TerraCycle and they said, hey, we can actually collect those for you and we can process those. And our whole, their whole business model is, is around collecting either hard to recycle items or non-recyclable items. And, and they collect those and, and then they actually break them down and process them into to a form that could be upcycled back into another product or, you know, recycled or put into back up into the economy. Do you have a sense of where those packets go? Like what, it, what, like, do you, have you, do you know, have you seen what they upcycle into? I'm curious what a packet, does a packet ever become a packet again, or does it go on and turn into, you know, a t-shirt or something? That is a little bit of a secret right now. So for Taco Bell, we are, okay. we are we're actually holding on to all of our recycled sauce packets because we have plans for its next life. And uh, we can't quite disclose that yet. So we're going to have to have a round two of this interview. We're yes. going to have to have a, a round two of this interview because this is quite the cliffhanger. I our know. first open source sustainability podcast has quite the cliffhanger. Where are the, we know where the packets are. We just don't know what they're going to be. Yep. And it's, I wish all I right, could so tell Maybe you we need to have a poll. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, we should um, we should do a poll. There's so many listeners to this podcast already. I I, I would imagine that that they would be thrilled uh, to 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 put their voice forward of where those like where these packets are going. Mm -hmm. You know, Taco Packet Gate. Um, I'm very <laughs> very curious. Uh, when will you announce? Do you have a date on when you're going to announce what the grand project is with these things? I wish I could tell you that. Um, we're still working through the details very corporate response to get But you'll back. tell us. We will. Yes, we will. Oh, I hear you. We will we'll publicly know. announce. Uh, we're just not ready to do that yet, but uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited about this. This is the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> Maybe all week. I'm so excited to know where those go, but also really cool that like- So, so look, my- what, what strikes me is it really interesting about this is, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so we need everyone's help to send in their used sauce packets of any brand. Because the more we get, the more we can do with it. And we have grandiose plans for these sauce packets. So send them on in. How do you get the, how do you get the sauce packets to you? How do we do this? So um, basically, you can take any envelope or box that you have at home and put inside 
try and collect as many sauce packets as, as you can at once and send in a big shipment. Um, on our TerraCycle Taco Bell landing page, you can print a prepaid downloadable label, attach it to your envelope or box and mail it in. Super easy. Okay, we're, we'll we'll have to we'll have to make sure that uh, that on the website and everything we will get that information out so that uh, anybody that wants to collect their uh, their and it's anything it's not just it's not just like my Diablo sauce I have to <laughs> I, it can be anything I can go get ketchup packets mm-hmm. send it Taco Bell wants your packets exactly that is that is so cool um, so so. Okay. What I really like about a lot of this stuff is this, we started this conversation with sustainability is really hard and nebulous and it is, it is super hard. It's also very bespoke. Like Taco Bell sustainability is different than anyone's sustainability challenges. But what I love from all this is, is y'all found a way to make it fun. Um, you know, if we're going to do something, um, make it fun and interesting, um, because why not, you know, like we're trying to do our best here. And I think that's, Gosh, I think that's really cool. Um, okay, so it's going to be hard to switch gears out of that because that in and of itself was one of the most interesting things I've, <laughs> I've, I've heard in a really long time and awesome. Um, beyond the packets, what are the other, maybe tell me some other uh, short-term and maybe a long-term goal uh, of what Taco Bell has in store and sustainability in the next, you know, call it 12 months to three years. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we, we have a lot of we, lo- we have a lot of goals and commitments out there and, and anyone can read our recipe for good report, which is on the M site, and we have all of that listed out. So there's a ton of amazing reading content there and you can hear about what all the brands are doing, but also Taco Bell. Um, but there is a couple that I can share with you today, which is we have our, our packaging goals and, and also our animal welfare commitment as well. And then we have the Yum Climate goals, which is more of the long term. So uh, I know we've been talking a little bit about packaging, but I can tell you specifically what we're working on, which is, it, it's really threefold. So the first part of the commitment is that we're going to transition all of our consumer facing packaging to be either recyclable, compostable, or reusable. And all of these are across the globe by 2025, which means every single Taco Bell across the globe, not just in the U.S. What does a reusable Taco Bell container look like? Can you share like what that means? Yeah, so we don't have a reusable option quite yet, um, but it is something we're looking into. But when I say reusable, I mean something like a reusable system, not necessarily a reusable piece of packaging, because we still consider that single use on, on the behavior in which consumers use our packaging. So even if, let's say, we had a plastic bowl, for example, that could be re- reusable um, multiple, multiple times, like Tupperware, for example, um, you know, we want to take it a step further and we want to think through what could a reusable system look like. So it's truly, you know, not creating more single use, but that is um, that is a very challenging thing for QSR right now, just based off of how people access the brand. And it's mostly through drive-through and just the sheer volume. And, and quite frankly, the infrastructure is not really set up for a reusable system quite yet for, for QSR. There's a, there's a lot of companies, TerraCycle has a loop program that is starting to work with some QSRs Um, We're starting to look into that, but we don't have quite yet a model. But what we do have, we're in a couple of of tests right now um, in our restaurants where we're testing what reusable foodware for dine-in customers would look like. So plates, Mm. cutlery, cups, trays. We're in a couple of restaurants now doing a test to see, you know, could we roll this out into more restaurants? Like, how is this doing? Is this really saving any energy or water or single-use packaging? So we're, we're going to measure it to understand what impact that has. But 
that would probably be the one reusable test that we're in now versus a, a reusable system that would that would be managed through the drive through I kind of love bringing, bringing back a little bit of the, the, you know, uh, fine dining aspects mm -hmm. of, of cutlery in a, in a, in a Taco Bell. I think it elevates the experience. And honestly, after a year in the pandemic of kind of the necessaries of takeout and all that stuff, I just, I don't think I'll ever eat anything out of styrofoam or anything like that. Again, it was just too much. I want to eat my burrito with, with a metal fork and knife. <laughs> and I want to smother uh, that with my I favorite had... hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I really honestly don't know if I can put this on the podcast with my, with my, uh, with my wife, but, uh, my mother-in-law, uh, on many occasions I have come home, uh, eating Taco Bell on our, like our Christmas China, uh, with fork and knife, uh, as well. <laughs> I think it was a burrito bowl. Uh, and I know there was a fork and knife and I know it was a Christmas China. So it has happened and, and it's, I, the, she loved it. She said, you know, why not? I, I love this food. So, so I'm, classy. Yeah, I'm all so for classy. it. That's awesome. So classy. So classy. <laughs> okay. So to, I'm going to skip ahead a couple questions because we've, we've had like a super awesome conversation, but I want to make sure that we're kind of covering everything. Sustainability, like the sustainability transition, like of getting where we want to get to cannot happen without food service participation. I've talked to a lot of folks. And as you know, I've been in the food service industry for over a decade, talked to food service companies every day. Sustainability cannot happen without participation of food service. Um, but in particular, sustainability, like our goals cannot happen without the participation of QSR, of quick service restaurants. What do you think in the next 10, we know how, how Taco Bell is going gonna, is gonna to drive forward from here, but how do you believe QSRs broadly are thinking about this? And what sort of adaptations do you foresee in the next 10 or 15 years, what does this industry look like from your perspective? Are there, are there new players? Are existing players changing what they, what they're doing? Do we have drive-throughs? Are drones delivering it? Like what's, <laughs> what, what does this look like in the next 10 or 15 years as, as it pertains to sustainability and kind of getting to, to where we need to, especially from the perspective of QSR brands? That is a great Great question. Also, it's really hard to think 10 to 15 years from now. But um, I mean, the great news is, is I think everyone's doing something now. Everyone's starting to recognize like, hey, this, we all have to come to the table. To your point, uh, yeah, the entire industry across the board. But yes, the entire food industry really does need to come to the table on this. Um, and I hope that my hope is that 10 to 15 years from now, we are in a much, much better place than we are today because we really need everyone to come, come to the table. Uh, but, oh my gosh, 10 to 15 years from now. Yeah. I mean, I still think that people, I mean, we've had drive-thrus for, for decades now. And so I don't know if that is really going to go away. Just thinking about people's busy lives and, you know, the way in which people live and, and the need for accessibility, affordability, um, and just that convenience. I, I think drive-throughs, if, if anything, I'm seeing more of those pop up and I'm seeing fast casual now starting to lean into QSR models of, of implementing drive-throughs because they see that as a need and, and people are wanting to just eat in different places, whether it's at home or elsewhere, you know, they don't really want to traditionally eat and sit down. So I don't know if that's going to change per se, but I do think, you know, if we go back to that reusable topic um, and, and thinking through a reusable system, if QSR really wants to get out of single use packaging, which whether you change the material or not, it's still essentially single use. I think there needs to be a huge shift 
and an adoption of some type of reusable system that everyone, like we're going to need the infrastructure. It's more of a logistical solve really than it is necessarily a packaging solve, but it's a huge behavior shift and behavior change, not only for the consumer, but for the operators. And so I think that is probably going to be our biggest and hardest adaptation uh, that I would like to see, especially if our business model stays the same as like the drive-through model, that I would love to see a world in which we could have some type of reusable system that that everyone is, is working towards and working on. And and that's going to take part you, of the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you could just remove a cutlery and, and it, it all just, just deposit tacos just directly into the hands of customers, you know, just... <laughs> or just feed them, feed them directly from the drive-through. You just catch it in your mouth. You know, um, no, I think that makes, <laughs> it makes, but it does. I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like we're the, and hopefully you folks, there's gonna be more electrification of cars and all that type of stuff. But in reality, like, it sounds like one of the bigger issues here is, is going to be the, the, the materials at which you receive the food. Um, but one of the other sides of this is the components of the food. And I know you've done a lot of work on this, both as a dietitian. Um, but you know, I think some folks I think would be surprised to know that the majority of emissions, uh, of carbon emissions from, you know, a restaurant a lot of times comes from the menu itself, which is not so easy of a change. Um, so one of the questions I had is what is one thing that Taco Bell diners, fans, customers can do to help you achieve your goals other than sending your packets in, which we're all going to do, but what is like, what, what else can customers do if they're interested in helping Taco Bell? Like what, what can they do as they think about navigating a menu um, or uh, making a request or whatever that might be? Yeah, I would say, you know, consumers, the key thing is we just want people to, to know that they have options and they have choices, which is why we want to provide access to recycling. We want to give them options to recycle their sauce packets that aren't recyclable today. But then also we want to have options on the menu. That's why we have four different hot sauce flavors and you can, pick your flavor. And also, you know, there's a lot of things on the menu. And I think when we think about our environmental goals, you know, it's, it's a very holistic approach. And so maybe one plant-based protein is not going to, you know, reach or accomplish our climate goals. But if we, if we look at it more from a systemic standpoint and look about the issues across supply chain and, and all of our restaurant systems together, th that's really going to help achieve those goals. But what I love about the Taco Bell menu is that we are known, kind of what you're saying earlier, as the, the destination for vegetarians. We have over a million vegetarian options on the menu. We have three vegan proteins on our menu. We have refried beans, black beans, potato bites, and you can literally swap them for anything on the menu. And I highly, highly recommend and encourage that because to be honest with you, we've done some tests where we swapped meat for beans and we, we highlighted that as like the primary featured option and people love it. And they're like, I didn't even miss the meat. So our beans and our potatoes really are super craveable. Yeah. I mean, of course they knew what they were eating. We didn't trick them, but the, when we do focus groups and we're asked consumers like, Hey, what do you think? Oh, by the way, this didn't have meat in it. And they're like, wow, I didn't even miss it. This is delicious. So, I mean, that's, that's, what's great about our menu is one, you know, you can have beef, you can have chicken, you can have steak, but we also have three vegan proteins on our menu today that are permanent and have, you know, are not going away. Well, what's cool about that is, um, so I, 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 I have vastly introduced plant-based into my diet and, and my meat consumption has just fallen off. And I thought for a long time 
that that was going to be almost impossible for me to do. One of the things that I noticed was you're kind of preconditioned to feeling like you've got to put like, you know, a piece of plant-based protein on the, on the plate for it to be a real meal. And as you taste it and try it, you kind of break that down. And what I like about this is, you know, everyone's got to talk about order, right? And, and by introducing even some of that, you can help people get exposed to trying things without maybe flipping their entire meal. Yep. You know, my, my talk about order, uh, and, and, and I'm not going to get into mine and we are going to get into yours, but I have, I have five items on my, my Taco Bell combo. Having a couple of those be plant-based can actually make a pretty big impact. And it doesn't feel like I'm completely, uh, risking my meal per se. And i love the idea that at Taco Bell, you do have so much optionality. Um, it has, you're right. It's been like that since the founding of Taco Bell. And, uh, and that's, that's a really interesting fact that I, I'm curious, have you thought about, um, or have you already, uh, done any sort of research as far as, you know, if people make small substitutions, you know, again, my order's got five, five, you know, tacos and things in it. Like, could people introduce part of it or are there easy ways at a Taco Bell to swap for more climate friendly options? Is that something that you help people with? Yeah, actually, I was just going to mention that. And I'm glad you asked because on our kiosks, which are in every single Taco Bell's dine-in location, we've made a feature called Veggie Mode, and it's just a quick switch um, of a toggle, and it'll transform the entire menu to vegetarian. So it's super easy. That's and great. So you can order easy. your same order, mm -hmm. same order, the exact same order that you've been ordering since. I have a theory on Taco Bell orders, and I don't know if there's data to back this up, but my theory is... Uh, you know, one of the most personal things about somebody is what their Taco Bell order is. We've like, I've had the same order since I think I was 10 years old and I, I know my order. I know my brother's order. Like I know my parents order because every time we went, we all had our own things and it's just something that I got used to saying. And now I've said it forever for the last, you know, 25 years. It's great to know that I can keep my order and then just press one button to be able to make it more climate friendly. Like that's a great innovation in terms of helping people do something without making them feel like they have to go explore an entirely new taste or an entirely new meal in and of itself. So my question back to you obviously would be number one, like what is your Taco Bell order? And number two, are you team mild? Are you team hot? Are you fire or are you Diablo? So let's start with what's your, what's your Taco Bell order? Oh, well, since I work for Taco Bell, I eat everything on the menu, but uh, I do crave it when I'm not at the office. And so I literally will order Taco Bell delivery to my house for lunch. So, or if I'm, you know, out and about or traveling, it's definitely my go-to QSR uh, when I'm on the road. So my, my go-to, I do have a go-to, which I'm pretty consistent on. And depending on how hungry I am, I might get one more thing, but I get the Crunchwrap, but I sub seasoned beef for black beans and I add extra, I, I add extra black beans cause I, I like a little bit more. And, and then I'm gonna answer both your questions in one because I smother every single bite with Diablo sauce. Diablo is my <laughs> absolute favorite. It's literally the only, only hot sauce that I eat of ours or use and every single bite I smother it. So I love our Crunchwrap. I love it with seasoned beef. I'm not a vegetarian. I eat everything, but I do love our black beans. They're so delicious. And they're the whole black beans. They're simmered in this broth. They're, they're amazing. So, and that's why I like extra, extra black beans. And, um, and then if I'm extra hungry, I'll get a cheesy gordita crunch. 
same thing. Black beans and our crazy cheesy gordita crunch. Amazing. You have to try it's it. It's great. So delicious. I I do. I I sprinkle the or spray the, the hot sauce every bite. So when I do it, I don't I don't open it up. I I it's 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 like I take the sauce and then put it on each bite because every bite mm-hmm. I'm I'm a Diablo, I'm Team Diablo as well. Every, every, every bite's got to have it on there. Uh, so, uh, well, this is awesome. This is such a great, uh, first episode. Really appreciate, um, the time that you spent. I know we, we got through about half the questions that we had, but that was probably expected in my head. Um, but this is super fascinating. And what we're going to do, um, is, uh, is we'll get a bunch of information from you. There's a bunch of things, especially the ways that customers can help, because I know that there are a ton of talk about customers, myself included, who want to be able to try to help and are interested in exploring some of these things, particularly uh, really understanding and taking our best guess on what those packets are going to become, um, but also exploring more earth-friendly options. Um, so thank you for for taking the time to um, chat with us and uh, and really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to Missy for joining us and thank you for listening. If you like this show, be sure to leave us a review and follow this podcast wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. This podcast is powered by Green Places. And if you're looking to reduce your company's environmental impact and reach your sustainability goals, visit greenplaces.com to learn more. I'm Alex Lassiter, and I'll talk with you next time on Open Source Sustainability.